And I used to tell people this when I was a personal trainer, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that it's a good homeostasis, right? <laughs> so if you are used to being sedentary, if you're used to sitting still or not being very active, say, I don't know, during coronavirus season, um, if you're used to sitting still all the time, your body is going to revolt. Ben, how long did it take until you watched The Office? So, um, when did you start watching the so office? So anyway, like, we're, yeah, uh, exactly. That's what I thought. It's a, it's a contagion in your household. It's like, uh, on the equalizer when Denzel Washington takes the nail gun to that guy's head. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, yep. you should probably go watch it. But that's, that's what Ben was going through. Figuratively it's, speaking. It was the most difficult thing I think I've ever done because not only is it mental, but it's physical as well in that aspect. The way you disrupt that cycle is you get it out in the open. Mm -hmm. You don't just sit on it by yourself and expect you to win every time. The first place defense starts for life is in your own head. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's fair. Um, your brain, your your how you think and your thoughts are the first line of defense in your mind. So, hey MVP family, welcome to the Micah and Ben podcast, where we have conversations about things we all face, but few of us rarely discuss. This is the podcast where casual conversation. Ultimately, we hope will lead to strengthen society. We know that we all face similar obstacles that can often convince us that we're alone, but we're not. Um, that's why this show exists. So much of what we see on social media and what people decide to show the world is a highlight of what's really happening. And while we do think that's natural and even exciting sometimes, it's not the full story. It's kind of like if somebody asks you how your day is going and you're just like, Good, how's yours? It's a natural response, even though you may have slept terribly the night before. So we want to have conversations that involve all sides of our lives. So join us as we chat and most likely laugh. Um, don't forget to subscribe to us. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, uh, actual MBP, or you can email us uh, at actualmbp at gmail.com. If you're in the Austin area and you're looking for a highly skilled and highly cool realtor, then I want to suggest you talk to Barrett Raven. Barrett is one of the top 50 realtors in Austin, Texas. He works out of Realty Austin and he once upon a time was my realtor and probably will be in the future. But now I just consider him one of my favorite human beings. I actually get to see him tomorrow via Zoom because hashtag Corona. So if you have some questions or comments or I don't know, dad jokes that you want to send him or his team, reach out to them at BarrettRaven at RealtyAustin.com. That's B-A-R-R-E-T-T-R-A-V-E-N. What if you got like a phone call from Barrett tomorrow and he's just like, Micah Brown, what did you do? And you're like, what? And he's like, I literally have 100 emails right now <laughs> and they're all really bad dad jokes from people that I don't know. <laughs> I'd just be like, you're welcome. My contribution <laughs> to your world. That's free marketing. <laughs> yeah, right there. That's funny. Do you find yourself listening to our show while you, I don't know, exercise, drive, 
work when you should be focusing on, I don't know, other things. Those are the perfect times to also be checking out audiobooks. So you know all those books that we've been mentioning in previous episodes. Well, as of now, we now are partnered with Audible, which has thousands of books, uh, online audiobooks, for you to go check out. And we want to offer you a free 30-day trial. The amount of books that we've mentioned uh, could easily be knocked out in 30 days with the amount of time that you have to listen to things. So we want to offer that up to you, whether it's The Flip Side by Flip Flippin', a book that has been integral in my own life, um, in my personal growth, and we're actually going to be talking about it a little bit here. Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Those are both books that you could go jump into right now or correction after this episode am i right yeah so, li- listen first and then yeah, go and then go listen to those stop. exactly <laughs> so uh if you want to go start a free 30-day trial and maybe just knock out as many books as you can and then cancel the membership i don't know it's up to you you can do that by going to audibletrial.com forward slash mbp just like micah and ben podcast so that's audibletrial.com forward slash MVP. On our last episode, we talked about when we should dig deep and when we should pivot. Obstacles and goals, they come in all shapes and sizes. And the common factor to determine the outcome is our mindset and perspective and how we approach them. Sometimes we need to dig deep to push forward, while other times we should pivot away from either the obstacle completely or just a new way of handling it. And mindset is exactly what we're going to be touching on today uh, a little bit more in detail, or as I like to call it, mind control. And uh, I must say, I just watched Dinner for Schmucks last night. If you have seen that, I am not talking about that stupid form of mind control. Um, But what we are talking about is how can you control your own mind? And so what we mean by that is uh, something we're going to be talking about is who's driving the bus. So if all of your your thoughts and feelings and everything are on a bus, who's driving currently? This is a conversation I've personally had with my counselor uh, where for a long time, it was only the logical self that was driving the bus. And I was trying to kick my emotions off the bus. Not a healthy place to be. And then I kind of overcorrected, which is also a driving term. So you can go ahead and just run with that metaphor. Um, but I overcorrected and only let emotions drive the bus because I thought, oh, I should be enabling my emotions. We're not talking about that either. So we're going to get into that. And then last but not least, what's your perspective? Sometimes people have a more optimistic perspective. Sometimes people have more of a pessimistic perspective. So we're going to talk about a little bit of that. Now, uh, we're going to kick things off with a clip from the author of the book, Extreme Ownership, one of the co-authors, Jocko Willink from his Discipline Equals Freedom field manual. And if case, in case you didn't know, Jocko is a former Navy SEAL commander for Task Unit Bruiser in Ramadi, Iraq, around 2006, I think is when he was there. But take a listen to see what he says about mind control. You have control over your mind. You just have to assert it. You have to decide that you are going to be in control, that you are going to do what you want to do. Weakness doesn't get a vote. Laziness doesn't get a vote. Sadness doesn't get a vote. Frustration doesn't get a vote. 
negativity doesn't get a vote. Your temper doesn't get a vote. So next time you are feeling weak or lazy or soft or emotional, tell those feelings they don't get a vote. You are declaring martial law on your mind, mind control. Impose what you want on your brain. Discipline, power, positivity, will. And use that mind control to move your life where you want it to be. Stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. And don't let your mind control you. That's powerful. What's crazy about that clip is that as a Navy SEAL commander, and I I encourage you to go listen to his podcast, but even as a Navy SEAL commander, yes, he sounds intense, but if you listen to the words that he's saying, not just how he's saying them, he's even talking about be more kind, be friendlier, be more positive. He's not all doom and gloom, even though, you know, his tone might sound like it, but he sounds pretty intense. (laughs) He's yeah. He is by nature, a fairly intense guy. But if you listen to his podcast, he cracks jokes, uh, especially with echo Charles his his co-host pretty often. But the point here is you have control. And, and I know that there are such things as taking a break, uh, having a breather, you know, just pausing and recharging and that sort of thing. But what he's getting at is cut out the excuses. Um, If you want to do something, no one else is going to ultimately make you do it. You have to convince yourself in your brain, this is what I'm setting out to do. Um, For those of you that don't know, I actually quit drinking alcohol for 30 days. And I'm just putting this out there. Sometimes it can be a crutch. And when you have a three-year-old, glass of wine just sounds really great at the end of the day. Um, and yet, my wife and I both, we just stopped drinking for 30 days. We wanted to see what would happen. I was dealing with some weight issues that I couldn't shake. Um, I was also not sleeping well at night. And quite frankly, I just felt swollen. But like Jocko was talking about here, it was mind control. Just setting it in my mind that I'm not going to drink for a minimum of a month. Now I I've tried it since then. I I'll be honest with you. It just, it doesn't sit well. It really dries me out and I get a bad headache almost instantaneously. It's well, crazy. it's, it's 21 days for a, for a habit, right? That's like the, the understood time in which it takes to form a habit. And if you yeah. spend a month not intaking alcohol and your body is adjusted to not having to deal with this really foreign substance to your body, it would make sense that after 30 days, whenever you go back to it, your body's just like, oh, no, that's not optimal. <laughs> yeah. I And uh, of course, according to the seven steps or seven habits of highly effective people and forming, I've, I've read some books on the, the habit forming and it's true, but your body physically also at all times wants to maintain homeostasis Mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean and i used to tell people this when i was a personal trainer that doesn't necessarily mean that that it's a good homeostasis right (laughs) so if you are used to being sedentary if you're used to sitting still or not being very active say i don't know during coronavirus season um if you're used to sitting still all the time your body is going to revolt, whether it's through muscle soreness, um, 
you might even get nauseous if you've never run before and then you just suddenly pick up running. I don't know if you're running from something or towards something or neither, but nonetheless, if you're running, all of a sudden you get nauseous. It's because your body literally doesn't know what to do with whatever the heck you're trying to make it do. So in the same way, your brain can operate a sim- in a similar fashion. You can read studies on this. I'm not just saying that as like a generic coverall, but there are studies done that you can rewire the way that your brain functions in the way that you process things um, in order to solve problems, uh, approach obstacles like we talked about last podcast episode. These are the same things. So when you're starting off quitting alcohol, um, I don't know, doing 100 pushups every day, uh, maybe reading a book once a day, like you're, you're trying to build a habit or something, you're having to deal with not only the mental and emotional, um, I don't know, new pathways that you're trying to develop, but your body is also going to revolt in some way. And I think, you know, Ben, I think that's something you're talking about with the the habit forming and, and alcohol and all that. Right. Yep. I think something that I wanted to talk about today, Micah, that, that, um, has really been on my heart, um, when we decided that we were going to do this, uh, this topic was dealing with addiction. So something that I know for myself that I've struggled with, uh, and we won't go into too many details there just to keep things, um, keep things moving along. But, um, whether it be a big issue, whether it be a small issue, I feel like addiction is something that a lot of people deal with and a lot of people don't know how to deal with it. And so I think that something that's important that people need to remember is that whatever your vice may be, um, I mean, shoot, if you're trying to stop smoking, if you're trying to stop drinking, if you're trying to, uh, I don't know. Um, there's, there's just, if whatever may be a vice in your life, um, you're not alone. It feels in the moment when you're trying to beat something, it feels like you're the only person dealing with this issue. Nobody else will understand whatever it is that you're going through. And it's something that has been prominent in my life that absolutely must be done in order to knock a habit. If I have a habit that I'm trying to knock is accountability is get people involved and that kind of goes along with the general theme of this podcast is you're not alone and and there's a lot of stuff that people go through in life that they don't have to go through alone they don't have to feel alone while they're going through it um and just that there's there's hope there's a lot of times you want to make a change but it's just like oh my gosh whatever this vice has such a grip on me i can't stop drinking like it's it's part of my evening routine right like i get home from work i wind down i pour a glass of whiskey over the rocks oh it's just one it's just one glass it's not that big a deal that one glass turns into two glasses turns into three glasses turns into that's your evening you get home and you start drinking um so let people in you know, it, it's, yeah. it's, eh, when I have friends who have come to me and like, Hey, I want to kick this habit. Like there's a part of me, there's something inside me that's like ecstatic about like, yes, let me help you with this. Like, let me take a load off of your shoulders. Let me help you. 
um, as opposed to, well, I think, the norm, what people would be like, oh, well, you're going you're gonna to judge me. You're going to look at me and be like, oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And it's just like, no, like, just be there for me. <laughs> yeah. And I think the, the, the piece we're honing in here is that the mindset shift has to happen of like, you're, you're not alone, so don't be afraid to say something. And then those other steps can take place. Yeah. That in your mind is the first battleground. Um, even, even with self-destructive behavior. Um, I know somebody who also eating is quite literally their habit, uh, the, their addiction. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like when things are going great, they eat, they eat up. And when things really start to suck, they eat. And to some of us that may sound like, what, that's not an addiction. Like you just like food. I don't understand, but you don't know that internal mental struggle that's happening in their mind. And so, um, what you're touching on, even with alcoholism, is okay. You're dealing with drinking, or if somebody's trying to quit nicotine, fighting it on your own means that you and your thoughts are all that's there. Yeah. But if, but in order to sometimes shift that mindset, you you have to allow somebody else to influence that mindset, those thoughts, yeah. and that's that's something I had even taken a note of is like so the, you can you can have somebody else influence what you're thinking how you think about it how you then act based on those thoughts you can have plenty of influences at the end of the day your choices of how you then go behave of how you then follow that rabbit trail of a thought is going to be your responsibility so whether that ends up in drinking that second or third glass or whether that ends up in you searching for things on the internet that you should not be looking at. Um, those ultimately are your, your actions and your decisions. The, the flip side here of what we are trying to talk about is the way you disrupt that cycle is you get it out in the open. Mm -hmm. You don't just sit on it by yourself and expect you to win every time. You might have one or two wins. That's great. And some people have tremendous willpower all by themselves. Fantastic. Let us know who you are literally so that we can come to you for tips. And I, I'm not, I, I'm not being facetious about that. I'm saying like, let me know because I'd really love to pick your brain yeah. of how you mentally process things so that we can have those tools and be better equipped. Now for the rest of us who aren't that strong with our willpower, you have to introduce a new variable into your brain. One of the things that we tend to do is we fill our minds with things that are entertaining or things that entice us because it's natural. It's like, Ooh, squirrel, you know, I want to go look over here and then Ooh, piece of candy as Michael says sometimes, but I see people posting on Facebook, um, a lot of negative stuff right now. And then on the other side, I have people posting hilarious, uh, really random positive stuff. I don't think that one example of a person is good or bad. I don't think the other is good or bad. I think it's based on what they're choosing to focus on and what they're choosing to fill their mind with. And ultimately that, that then, you know, will lead to you deciding who's driving the bus. Yeah. Yeah. What I was talking about earlier. Yeah. There's a, I've got a, I've got kind of my own story. Um, something that actually happened recently so for the last, oh gosh, it started as a bad habit in 
college, I think. Like I had roommates and we'd all and we'd all smoke cigars at the end of the day after we got off work. And it became kind of like uh, it was when I lived with Shane and Cody. Do you remember all those guys? And she? Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. In College Station. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, after we closed up Excel, we'd get home at 1130 midnight, 1 a.m. And we would typically stop by the gas station, get some cigars or we already had cigars at the house. And we would smoke cigars on the back porch and kind of wind down like that was our evening. Right. Well, that turned into once a week, turns into twice a week, turned into three times a week, turned into um, a nicotine addiction for me. So I never smoked cigarettes, but I, because I never wanted to, I don't know, I feel like when you smoke cigarettes, you carry that scent with you like everywhere, and I didn't want that. And so I started vaping, and I vaped for, oh gosh, 10 years. And all of a sudden, um, I just, I decided I wanted to stop. It's something that I always told myself like, oh, I can stop this anytime I want. And the reality of the situation was I was addicted to nicotine. And so I got with a buddy of mine, Eric, and I was like, hey, so I'm going to stop nicotine. I'm going to stop vaping like cold turkey. I'm not going to do any patches. I'm not going to like, I'm just going to stop, but I need help. And so I talked with Nikki. I got Nikki on board with it. Nikki was like ecstatic about it. She's like, oh my gosh, you're going to stop vaping. Awesome. Um, and Eric was like, this is going to be tough, man. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be miserable, but I, you know, I have support. I have help. And I'll tell you what, that was the worst, I think, two and a half months of my life. Um, but believe it. Guess I remember what? some of those phone calls. And oh texts. my <laughs> gosh, man. It was, I was so cranky. It's like uh, on the equalizer when Denzel Washington takes the nail gun to that guy's head. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, yep, you should probably go watch it. But that's that's what Ben was going through, figuratively it's, speaking. It was <laughs> the most difficult thing I think I've ever done because not only is it mental, but it's physical as well in that aspect. Because like nicotine has a has a it has it's such an addictive chemical, um, and so I was cranky i was irritable and what's funny is nikki would like i'd get upset about something and she'd just blow me off and i'd be like fight me on this she'd be like no you're you're unstable because of your <laughs> what you're going through right now i love you um throw a fit when you're done let me know <laughs> so, when you get whatever that is out of your system let me know yeah so but at the in a point of the story end of the story is like those cravings aren't there anymore. Um, but it took really two people who I'm really, really, really close with to put up with my nonsense for two months and just encourage. There are times when I kid you not, Nikki should have like backhanded me. And there are times where Bear, Eric, should have been like, hey, dude, you're being a jerk. But <laughs> instead, the other side of that was Bear's like, hey, Ben. You're you're having trouble right now. You're probably your body's going through like a relapse thing. I just want to let you know that you're being cantankerous. And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm sorry. Or I got more that's cantankerous. The word. <laughs> or <laughs> that's the word right there. Our our safe word for the day is cantankerous. Cantankerous. Got it. Um, okay. and I I I either it, that either snapped me out or I got more cantankerous. In which case, I freaking love you guys for putting up with me for as long as you did. Um, because I couldn't have gotten through that stopping vaping without these people like continuously checking on me reminding me 
why I was doing what I was doing. I mean, it was a group effort. There was, I was a part of it, but I was by no, by no part, like the big part of it. The big part of stopping this was my help. The people that cared about me who helped me get through this. Oh, it's terrible. But yeah. And what the, the practical part of that is then when you're having those struggles and having those times of like, just just a puff, just one puff. It's not a big deal. You have those those external voices that have become internal voices and you're like, Ben, it's worth it. Don't do it mm-hmm. like you've been doing so well. Mm-hmm. Keep it up, that kind of thing. And you remember why why you're doing it. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. And on the flip side, um, that was completely unintentional, but I'm actually about to reference the book, The Flip Side. Um, so, <laughs> fun play on words. Um, but in college, I had the opposite all growing up like instead of the positive words being spoken into my life like you had from baron from nikki i had people who bullied me people Mm -hmm. who said things that were untrue about me but yet over time enough people had said things that they started again they started as external voices but they swiftly became internal monologues Mm -hmm. that i heard in my own words from my own voice um and that that mindset also can be equally as impactful, but the opposite direction. And so I had shared uh, in one of our videos that we posted to our social media accounts. If you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. Um, we also put it on YouTube. We're on YouTube now. That's fun. Um, a strategy that I got from the flip side, again, by flip flip, and you should definitely go check it out. Uh, if you don't give a flip, you'll get three. I'm sorry, I had to. Um, But anyway, in the flip side, he shares a strategy of if you're dealing with self-confidence issues like I was, meaning you don't have any. um, Yeah, I didn't have any self-confidence. But if you don't have any self-confidence, then what you do is he says to write out a list of 10 things you're good at. Now, if you're like me, I got to two and I was it was questionable whether or not that second one was for sure. Um, And underneath that, he says, when you get stuck, not if you get stuck, when you get stuck, reach out to people who you know love you and care about you and ask them, tell them what's going on, but ask them, can you tell me just one thing I'm good at? Here's, Here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to change the way I view myself, blah, blah, blah. And then write down that one thing that they say you're good at they will help you create that list. They will help you rewrite that script that's in your head that you keep repeating to yourself over and over. I'm speaking from experience. And so now where my fear had been, confidence bleeding into arrogance, now I know what I'm good at. I, I know I'm I'm not even near arrogance, or at least I, I think I'm not. Um, I know I'm good at landscaping. I know I'm good at drawing. Um, I know there are times when I can be a really fun dad. And then there's other times where I can lose my temperature and I have to walk away because I'm not going to lash out at my kid. That's stupid. Don't do that. Um, But nonetheless, the flip side helped me to reframe my own perception of myself, the way that I talked about myself. Uh, I think it was a line from the book, but if you're not going to talk about somebody else, that way don't talk to yourself that way it's real easy i wouldn't call up ben and be like 
Ben, you are such a freaking idiot. What is wrong with you? I can't believe, I can't even count on you. You can't even get one thing right. You can't even write a sentence without having to erase it. What's wrong with you? Stupid stuff like that. That was my mind. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Who pooped in your coffee? Direct quote from Ben Cashew. Um, So anyway, that's why I keep recommending that book. It was such a, a very monumental shift for me in my own mindset that then helped me to address life in general. Uh, and I think it's ultimately made me to be uh, a better father and dad. But I wanted to uh, give some some tips and encouragement. But Ben, is there anything else you wanted to say or add to that? No, I think that's I think yeah. What you what you said on the on the opposite side of of the spectrum, um, you've got yeah. If you've got this opinion of yourself of that's negative, and you think oh nobody loves me, nobody cares about me. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this. So this happened with me recently. Um, something happened and I just felt, um, in the moment, I felt unimportant to people. And so what I did is I called people closest to me and I was like, hey, like, I feel unimportant. I feel not valued, um, you know, as a, as a person. Am I crazy? And overwhelmingly it was, yes, you're crazy. Like, you know, everything's yeah. going to be okay. You know, I was, I was very confident in saying, yes, Ben, you are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we keep you in a special place in my friend circle. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's, you're absolutely right. It's one of those things where sometimes you can get in your own head and it takes like, literally go to anybody, go to anybody who you trust, anybody who loves you that you know, loves you. Or even people that you don't think love you and say, hey, am I crazy for this? Is this is this nuts? You know, and and I don't know. For me, I found that like the support was overwhelming as opposed to like people being like, oh, well, no, you shouldn't feel that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I don't know that I'd go to a random stranger Probably not. I mean, like somebody who you wouldn't consider, like even people. They They probably scream at you six feet, sir, six feet. But or whatever it is, thirteen feet or something. But, um, or you'd be like, I found some Legos down by the this and that and the other. And did you know that the sky is green? I'd be like, Well, oh, okay. the, the sky is definitely blue, but the Earth is flat. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. The the mindset goes both ways, and I think ultimately what we're both saying is that you can have those external inputs. The difference is once it's in your head, how do you shift that? Right. So I, I think the first step to all of this is you have to recognize what's in your own head already. And I think that even goes back to our relationship mini series of talking about your your choice of words, your verbiage, your communication is the most fundamental layer to addressing life in general, much less relationships. So start with, do you even understand what's going on in your own head? If you don't talk to somebody, just go to a counselor, somebody who is literally, literally trained in a professional in this. He will, he or she will help you find the language for that. Um, I would have never had the language of, you know, who's driving the bus had Aaron not told me, which uh, we should be having Aaron on this podcast uh, fairly soon. Um, Not exactly sure when, so I don't want to tease that just yet, but we will have him on here soon uh, to talk about just some strategies and things like that. But What I wanted to give you before we kind of wrap this whole thing up are four tips from Olympians and Navy SEALs. Figured since we already had Jocko's voice on here, may as well 
uh, toss some tips out there. But this is from uh, a website called Ladder and or Ladders, Fast on Your Feet. And they have different articles on here. This is from 2019. And I'm just going to give you the four tips. Maybe explain a couple of them, but here are the four tips. Talk positively to yourself. Number two, set goals. Number three, practice visualization. And number four, use simulations. Now, talk positively to yourself. I am guilty. Ben, I don't, you'll have to tell me if you used to think this too, but I'm guilty of being that guy that's like, talk positively. The world is not sunshine and rainbows and unicorns all the time. Okay. So I, I used to, I used to be really like, be real with yourself. You don't have to be negative about everything and always ticked off about stuff, but being positive, ugh, that's stupid. So uh, am I the only one, Ben? Did you ever think that way? Or is that no, it's, I it feel like it's, a, no, right? I feel like, no, I feel like it's not just you. I feel like it's when you're in a place where you can either be positive or negative. It's always easier to be negative. It's always easier to look at the look at the downside of things. I've read actual scientific studies about that. That it's it's a natural inclination to put, point out the negative. Yeah, yeah. So no, I think that uh, I think that yeah, talking talking positively to yourself and and the first place defense starts for life is in your own head. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's fair. Um, your brain, your, your, how you think and your thoughts are the first line of defense into your mind. So um, if you are talking negatively to yourself, that's going to overwhelmingly affect everything else in your life. Something that uh, I want to toss this out there uh, for those of you that are in a relationship, something that Elizabeth and I have done for years since we were in, I think since we were engaged, it might have been before that. Um, we're coming up on five year anniversary Congrats. in two Woo! months. Thank you. Yeah, get it. Um, but we're supposed to go on a cruise and it I don't know why it got canceled, but it did. I'm just kidding. Um coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. So the thing that we do, we used to do it daily, and now we just cause hashtag kids and stuff, and we were tired by the end of the day. But we used to do a uh today I love you because and today my compliment for you is the I love you is like a deeper, meaningful type of thing. You know, um, I love that you are, you know, steadfast in your compassion for our children or something and blah, blah, blah. The compliment for you is like, dang, girl, those new pants you got, they look amazing. That booty dough. They look even better when you're wearing them and not folded up on the bed anyway. Uh, but it's something like really deep and meaningful. And then the other one's a little bit more lighthearted. The reason that we really enjoy doing that is because we needed to internalize. She actually, I think she started it a long time ago. I think it was her idea, but it was ultimately, I, I told her, I said, you are reframing the way that I view myself by the, the words that you're speaking into me the the life that you're offering to me so if you're in a relationship take that as just a, a tip of the whole talk positively to mm -hmm. yourself um just a practical thing that you could be doing and yes it does take some effort oh, shocking yeah. that something in a relationship would take effort but yeah it takes effort but i think that the the fruit of what you put your work and your labor into 
is worth it in the end. I have an um, addition to that. So in okay. the moment, it may sound or feel silly. So like Nikki and I started doing or forced. this. forced. Right, or forced. So Nikki and I started doing this. You know how in the office when Pam and Jim are fighting, um, their counselor says like they're supposed to thank you for the opportunity. You know, I don't remember exactly what the the quotes were from the episode but they're basically saying thank you for the opportunity to you know do this or thank you for bringing this to my attention if something bothers them do you remember that episode do you know what i'm talking about i think so it's it basically they're scripting their responses to be respectful at mm-hmm. a minimum right yeah. exactly so nikki and i thought that was really funny because i've finally gotten her to watch the office from start to finish um, after four Wait, years, what? I don't even want to like get this. It. Like I don't want it. It is something that I'm like, how un-American of her. I'm telling you, it. I finally, it was like I had to get her through like halfway through season I'm one. Dead over here. <laughs> I don't get. It. I'm like, it's so good, and she's like, uh, it's yeah, it's funny, and I'm like, it's oh, you're funny? not telling the full story, Ben. How long did it take until you watched The Office? So, um, when did you start watching? The so Office? anyway, like, we're, yeah, uh, exactly. That's what I thought. It's a, it's a contagion in your household. Okay. It is. So I'm on like my like fourth watch through now. That's like what's playing in the background now. Like anytime I'm doing anything, it's just going in the background. Guys, if y'all hear it, that's what she said over the recording. It's because Michael Scott is in the back. I'm just kidding. But anyway, so yeah, you and Nikki, the the scripting of so of just yeah, how so you we started we started doing this, and it like it started out really funny. Like it was awkward, and it was just like Nikki was like, "Thank you for bringing this to your attention," or "Thank you for bringing this to my attention." I appreciate you verbalizing this, and like it started out as like weird, but like now it's actually something that I appreciate. Like, yep. It's not, that's not something that I figured I'd ever be saying, but it's this silly thing of acknowledging whatever it is that just happened. Hey, thank you for, you know, thank you for letting me know that this bothers you. I will work on this. Or, hey, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. And it feels forced and it feels scripted, but the reality of the situation is it starts to not be forced and it starts to sound unscripted. And it's very positive and very beneficial to like your everyday um i think we already kind of talked about what you're experiencing it's it's the homeostasis thing yeah at first it sounds weird and you're apprehensive to it because it's different and it's new but then over time guess what you get used to it homeostasis is part of your life where and just so we're clear when i say homeostasis i mean your mentality your emotions your body everything wants to stay where it is it wants to maintain its status. That's yeah. it. So even in conversations, the way that you interact with people, you'll want to revert to what you've been doing all along. Like Ben even just said, you just said, it's not something I would have thought I'd ever say. And yet now I really appreciate it. Yeah. So no, I, think, it's, I yeah. think that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the second one was set goals. It's pretty simple. If you don't know what you're aiming for, how do you know if you hit it? Uh, practice visualization. The The one I wanted to tell here there was actually a study done where there were three groups of people who all needed to shoot a basket or shoot a free throw, uh, shoot a basketball in the basket. It was a free throw. The first gr- group a was told you can practice as often as you, you want to. Um, and I think they might've even like mandated you have to practice an hour a day, uh, five days out of the week or something like that. The second group was you are not allowed to practice at all. 
And then the third group was told, you're not allowed to practice, but for 10 minutes a day, we want you to visualize yourself shooting that basketball from the free throw line. And at the end of the study, obviously the people who didn't practice and didn't visualize, visualize anything like they were, they were toast. Uh, But the people who practice, they were all right. And then the, the group C, the ones who visualized it actually shot just as good just as well as the the people who practiced. So I, I, I'll have to go find that study that was done, but it's bonkers. The point is your brain is a very powerful tool in how you view whatever you're approaching. We pointed this out last week, how you view it is going to be the biggest determinant of your success or failure or what you learn from it or what you don't. And then the last one, I feel like this is kind of applicable only in certain situations, but it's use simulations. I mean, depending on what you're addressing, um, you could do a simulation. The example that they gave in the article was the the SEALs that or the team that did the raid on bin Laden's compound, they built two full-sized replicas of what they were going to be attacking in North Carolina and in Nevada, and they practiced on both of them, for, I think like hundreds uh, or maybe a hundred different scenarios of like things that could go wrong and things mm-hmm. that could be addressed with and all that. And then they went in and, and I mean, have some con- conspiracy people, but uh, ultimately they took them out. So use simulations where you can uh, practice before you go and tackle the big deal. But uh, to recap, four tips, positive talk, positive self-talk. Number two, set goals. Three, practice visualization. And four, use simulations. On the next episode, you will actually be hearing from my wife, my teammate, uh, and myself. And we will be talking about something that's um, a very difficult topic to a lot of people, um, to the people that have experienced this. And that is miscarriage. So we had two and we'll be diving into the details of those and let you know um, how that went for us. But we thought that it would be beneficial to some of you out there um, to hear how we handled that how it affected us uh, and how we chose to move forward i think it's so awesome that you guys um have the the courage to get out there and share your story for a lot of people that's a that's a that's a really 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 i mean for i would assume from everybody that goes through it it's just a, a a very hard experience and so the fact that you guys are able to open up about it is uh, is huge so I know a lot of people will be um, very appreciative of hearing hearing that next yeah. week so. the the responses that we've gotten I, I talked about this in the why the podcast episode but um, the responses we've gotten even just from us sharing our story before are just crazy cool um even people that like hadn't even gotten pregnant yet and then months later they get pregnant but they and they have a miscarriage and then they remember oh elizabeth shared this on her instagram story or micah talked about this on his facebook and then they reach out to us and they're like hey we know you went through this how did you handle this again can you because like we don't know what to do um this actually legitimately happened two weeks ago had a friend call me and say hey we just we've been trying for months and we just had a miscarriage Mm. i don't even know how to feel um so we're going to be talking about that in some detail. I think that 
you'll really love hearing two married teachers talk back and forth about any topic in general, but um, just the, the way that we interact, I think is a, a unique thing. And I will take every opportunity to make dad jokes. Um, but is there anything else, uh, Ben, you would like to add before we close this thing out? I'm, I think I'm good, man. Um, if you guys love the podcast, tell friends and family, um, this is, for, yeah, this is for everybody. This isn't just for you. Um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, at ActualMBP. And um, yeah, connect with us. Send us some messages if you're going through stuff. Let us let us know. And uh, that's why we're doing this. Yeah. And the only piece I'll add to that is we're going to be just adding every video that we've made so far and posted to our Facebook uh, page. I'm going to be working to upload all of those to our YouTube channel. Right now it's called Actual MVP. We figured that'd be really easy if all of our social media accounts are all the same. Yeah. So Actual MVP, we are the Micah and Ben podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed what we've been talking about today. If you have any questions, have any comments, we would love to hear from you. So uh, be sure to reach out to our Facebook page or email us at actualmbp at gmail.com. Love it. Take care. Till next time, you stay classy. San Diego. Ha <laughs> ha!